0: Welcome to The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart, the most listened to internet radio show in the nonprofit sector, dedicated to helping your charity succeed. It's no secret that combining online and offline techniques is the key to modern day fundraising success, and practical advice is what you need. The Nonprofit Coach with Ted Hart is the perfect landing point to learn from experts around the world who provide advice you can use. Ted Hart is without a doubt one of the foremost non-profit thought leaders. Also a successful author, his books range from successful online fundraising to the use of social media and how to make your non-profit green. Guests on the Nonprofit Coach are leaders in their field who share tips and trade secrets for non-profit management and fundraising success. Ted lectures around the world, but now he's here for you. From the latest in charity news, technology, fundraising, and social networking, Ted and his guests help you and your organization move to greater levels of efficiency and fundraising success. This is a live call-in show. Add your voice by calling 347-324-3080. After the show, you can find all our podcasts at tedhart.com. Click on Radio. Don't forget to dial 347-324-3080. Now, welcome the host of The Nonprofit Coach, Ted Hart.
2: And welcome here to The Nonprofit Coach. We are live here in Nashville at BBCon 2014. I could not be more excited to have the special edition of The Nonprofit Coach. We will be live here from BBCon for the next 90 minutes. We will have some of the top experts that are here speaking at BBCon uh, with us here today. Uh, as the uh, introduction mentioned, this is the live call-in show, so please feel free to call in and ask questions of our guests. Make sure that you press the number one so that you will raise your hand on the switchboard so that I know that you're not just listening in, but you want to uh, ask a question as well. You can join us over in the chat room. Uh, I can see some folks over in the chat room who can ask questions there, uh, or you can email me today, at, at at For those of you who are familiar with the nonprofit coach, we always start. With... We have some very special guests here to kick off the show. Uh, Shannon Weedle is here, uh, she is a donor happy coach. Uh, Shannon is a fundraising and donor happiness coach who helps nonprofits retain more donors, raise more money, and do more good. An internationally recognized speaker and trainer, Shannon loves sharing the know-how fundraisers need to keep their donors feeling appreciated and needed while making their jobs as doers feel fun and inspiring. Uh, Also joining us in this segment of the nonprofit coach is Vanessa Chase. Uh, Vanessa is a fundraising and communications Strategist who founded the storytelling nonprofit.com to help nonprofits connect to more meaningful ways with donors through stories and stewardship? She works with nonprofits throughout North America, including the BC Children's Hospital Foundation, Duke of Gospel Mission, and Cancer Care Connection, and is an internationally recognized speaker. Of course, the most important thing is that you are both internationally recognized. This is why you are here on the Nonprofit Coach, because we only have the very best people here on the Nonprofit Coach. And I love your topic. I love the happiness factor. We've talked about this on the Nonprofit Coach many times with many guests that the doom and gloom of give now, or we're going to go out of business and, and feel sorry for us, form of fundraising, while there are examples of how that is successful from time to time, has a shelf life. And I think donors are smarter than that. And when I see happiness in front of doom and gloom, I start feeling happy. So, why don't we start off with the donor happiness coach, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Shannon Newville, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about your background and why you feel strongly about this stuff. Yeah, well. absolutely here. So, my background is I've been fundraising for 15 years now, and part of that I started out as an event fundraising the event, and try to get donors to come, come to the event, we just give a lot. And what would end up happening is we weren't telling the right stories or I would work with organizations in like my organization where a lot of people wanted to focus on stories and put up really shopping photos and really depressed people into giving all those. And there was nothing happy about that. You know, you wonder why event donors or donors just don't come back in general. And I think that's why. I'm a fundraiser. And uh, you are uh, the storytelling uh, nonprofit.com guru. Um, so bring this forward a little bit more in terms of this concept of a role for the donor. Because I think when it's doom and gloom, when it's the shocking photos, when it's overwhelming, we we'll going to out of this, that's give by midnight uh, tonight sort of approach, there isn't a role for the donor in that. Um, so uh, I'm just helping my uh, guests here understand. Uh, it's always yes. so hard to So you try out the sound in, in various different ways. Uh, so donor centric okay, you hear that a lot and, and you at There are lots and lots of sessions that are going to talk to you about being donor-centered. But at the same time, I'm a university, I'm a school, I'm a hospital. I've, I've got a lot lots of things going on. So how does dirty journey that kind of messes up my messaging uh, so how do you, what are some of the strategies concrete things that you can suggest uh, to our listeners and those here uh, listening live here at bbcon on exactly how can you start changing that culture because it's not going to happen overnight but what what are some of the key indicators that you can share with leadership and others to say that this is worth it it's not just about the money there's something bigger in it isn't there so I think there's two strategies that you could use. The first is something that I did when I worked in my in-hospital foundation in a large organization, and that is you ask your marketing department to actually attend some of your fundraising meetings with the board of your foundation. You really include them in that so that they understand what's happening in conversations that are going on. So that's one strategy, and that means you also go to marketing meetings. That means that you also say, hey, I would love to go your your strategy meetings as well and represent that donor. Those meetings. So that's one strategy. And another strategy that you can use as well is pulling your peers. So if you know another university and doing an amazing job with this, get on the phone and say, Hey, can you provide some peer support to my executive director or some some meetings me in my institution so that they can see that this works? Because coming from me internally, that's not going to move the needle. But I'm- Happen because um, when you start bringing this up, it makes makes us have to look internally to ourselves. And as fundraisers, um, we're usually the ones who are pointing at others that they're not doing enough, they're not supporting enough. And we are often times living in class houses because what Shannon is saying is we actually have to be part of that team. We have to engage others as opposed to standing back and saying, you don't engage us enough, you don't play with us enough, you don't support us enough. What about the whole team That's what they knew about us. They cannot yeah. have any connection between what we raised and their ability to see that is just sort of a fluff of the party. So part of the storytelling, and so I thought I'd go back to you, shared, is part of that storytelling is the interest. So um, this uh, this topic of, of storytelling nonprofit, um, what do you cover on the DAX website? Do you give examples of great stories that are being told? Um, and at the same time, do you give an idea of how they develop? How they develop that story? Yeah, so we cover a wide range. got a bigger problem that I can solve. Uh but that's kind of a big question Um how do you actually turn that around and and use really some small social. Uh I was talking to someone recently who said we have content SK and this data six weeks and I got a really great point that you I'm sorry I didn't hear what was queen that someone who's had that real experience sharing it who's not on her yeah, So exactly. reflect on how does that the discussion happen? I like that. And here is something that I do on social media when there is something when somebody comes and asks a question. What I will immediately do is either retweet it or if it's on Facebook, I will post a question that says, I would love to hear what others in our community think about this comment so that it really is putting it on our allies and our ambassadors to do that work for us. Because in a sense, when they start to be super confident about doing that for us, that means I've got a whole other level of engagement going on with my supporters. So I think that's part of it, is to rally around your community and to let them do the work for you. But the other thing that I would say, too, is going back to this idea of being a service to your community, one of the things that I had talked about yesterday is that you have to find ways to serve your donors. So, if, for example, if you're a pet shelter, I said that we had surveyed people and said, what's on your mind right now? And it was around the 4th of July. And the so people said, you know, gosh, it's 4th of July, my dog's going to go crazy. And so what we did is we put out a mini ebook on how to make your – Feel comfortable around fireworks. I mean, so that is that's how you're of service. So it's not only asking your community to do things for you. But you have to put money in the baby bank before you, you know, you take money out to ask the community for you. Yeah, that's a really great example, Shannon. I like that one a lot. Uh, I think that you know when we talk about building a community of people and building empathy, developing champions, developing people who are diehard advocates for our cause. Uh, <laughs> We, I, I think it's really important to that be able to share those stories with our community, share stuff and be able to create that dialogue between them. I think one of the powerful things are for you to like of great and we share real experiences other people to make like, themselves in and they understand why they're for a large mission, why that's inspiring for them. And so I think like as Shannon said, when you up the comment that they may disagree with and you ask others to share their thoughts on that, you really start to, be able to build experiences. I think That really seems like sort of advanced social media, you yeah, know, to have that level of confidence in your own service model to say, you know, here's something that we don't necessarily agree with, but what do you folks think of it? And I think that level of confidence then sees the signal to donors to say, you know, we're with a winning team. Now, This is a team that isn't just with the handout every minute. Uh, they are so confident in their model um, that they can actually engage a community. So let's bring this back to where we started uh, and this whole notion of a happy donor. Really help your budget, but it, but it also requires a lot of skill.
3: So, for a lot of our
2: listeners who may still be hoping that this whole interready thing is kind of a bad, um, <laughs> how, how do we help them feel comfortable with?
0: your mind. With Google Keep, you can stay on top of your world by quickly and easily organizing everything you want to remember, no
1: matter where you are. Finalize door list for Thursday's gig.
0: So when you find inspiration, you can file away your ideas, and Google Keep stores them safely across all your devices. the time comes, you'll have everything covered. Save what's on your mind. Google Keep.
2: We are live here, back here on The Nonprofit Coach. Don't forget, this is a live calling show. You can call under 347-324-3080. Make sure you press number one. Let me know that you're on the switchboard if and want to ask a question and not just listening, which you are, of course, also welcome to do by calling 347-324-3080. You can join us in the chat room. There are a number of people there who can ask questions there or you can email me today at TedMart Next up here on the Nonprofit Coach, we have Mary Pat Van She is an experienced executive with a keen interest in the nonprofit sector. She has been fortune to combine her interest in technology, fundraising, nonprofits, and leadership in her personal life and professional career. Mary Pat joined Blackbot in 2011 as Vice President of Marketing. Previously, she served as CEO of Mission Research, makers of Giftworks fundraising software for small nonprofits in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The first decade of her career was spent as Systems Engineer and Project Manager with EBS. Now, the topic that we've got here today, uh, Mary Pat, I do just want to make you note, we are having a little bit of sound trouble, uh, so we're speaking into here and in the in Speaking of the as well. Uh, and so, those of you who are listening, we are working on that sound problem. Um, now, Mary Pat is here to talk to us about BlackBots, Razor's Edge NXT, and Financial Edge NXT. And we are very keen to know about both of these. So, Mary Pat, take it away. Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just came out of the roadmap session for Razor's Edge NXT, and unfortunately, the financial edge NXT sessions at the same time, so I couldn't be in two places at once. But it was personally gratifying to watch the reaction of crowds crowd and the excitement of the crowd and the Twitter feed and the um, palpable relief and excitement that the Razor's Edge NXT is the an answer to a lot of things. On my way out of the session, I heard from a lot of the people leaving the Financial Edge NXT session who delivered similar feedback. So I think uh, our goal is to excite and delight our customers here at BBCon, both met, and even exceeded. So just a little bit about what Raven's Edge NXT and Financial Edge NXT are. They're new solutions. Actually, I'll focus on Raven's Edge NXT first. It's a new solution that we call Smart uh, it's smart solution and for fundraising and relationship management. It basically takes the foundational power of the Razor's Edge and adds all kinds of innovation, all delivered in the cloud. It's going to be accessible by a limited number of users. It features prescriptive analytics, built-in payment process, processing, strengthened marketing outreach. Everything that you need is included in it. That is designed for how nonprofits look. So, I think what got people really excited is we initially uh, are focusing on the fundraising role in the nonprofit. And there were actually demos where you could see um, the new interface that not only serves up information in a beautiful, clean, intuitive way, but it also offers suggestions on what to do next. So, it's information your organization. Jesus, every one to two months, and in the past that might have involved getting a release. It might have come once or twice a year. It would involve scheduling time. It would involve going to every station. It would involve major organizational upheaval. Now you're always on. You're always on, and all those international state hours and time and events, that now can be focused and redirected and more uh, effective. Well, this is, again, it's really exciting. Work, a lot of people, and here on the nonprofit industry, so we do really focus on sort of mid level, smaller nonprofits. Um, who don't have the, the, the capacity to hire lots of experts and consultants uh, and help them. So NXT is really there to come to their base and make it easy. You don't even really need to understand the underlying technology now. NXT is to make it possible for you to really just do the stuff in a higher and not sort of that in their office. Is that right? right? Again, you've got it. And uh in better yet, we're actually going to be on top of all of that said, we're going to be expanding the access that people in the organizations have with an experience with greater we for offering unlimited usage so that everybody in the organization can experience the uh, the great smartness that the solution is still uh providing. So has, we want to put basically the data and the power to all the people in the organization, not just the limited few that can understand it, interpret it, and and uh help those people by empowering their fundraisers and frontline people, help the DBA by training them up to do more strategic and effective things. Uh, so By offering this in the cloud, we're able to put it in the hands of everybody very easily. You mentioned that when you first started. I'm so glad that you brought us back to that. I did want to explore that with you because what that says to me is that BlackBot is inviting creativity in the use of data. Now that it's accessible by others within your organization, people frontline finance, people frontline administration now can be more knowledgeable and run reports. What's happening in fundraising rather than sort of going to, you know, the Oracle or fundraising. Uh, and that says to me that this is going to expand the capacity of to be ever present within an organization just at the time of the need to ever present within an organization. Absolutely. I think with regular VegemIC, we're going to be doing unprecedented information intelligence. by the way. Energy in this room that we're in and in all the sessions, what does the time say to the marketer you, uh, in terms of positioning uh, a Box? So, our theme is power on, and that's kind of the vibe of Black the Box these days. Um, we have a new leader, and like you know the whole culture is energized, motivated, we have a new day. Uh, I think anybody who's here would have to agree that there is new energy, new focus on quality, new solutions, uh, new expertise emerging like never before. And power on is pretty uh, apropos to the vibe of day. So it's a great time to work at Blackboard and it's a great time to be a black box. I couldn't agree more. BlackBot has always been very supportive of the Nonprofit Coach uh, radio show. Uh, and I was the founder of the Dean Foundation, all that, the Bob Swalski was on our board of directors. Uh, so we have a long affiliation with Black So it's great to see that the company keeps reinventing itself and staying relevant within a uh, extremely changing market. and One that for a lot of nonprofits is important, but not for. Yeah. Uh, and so finding a technology partner that you can rely on. Uh, I think it's part of the secret for that success. So I do need to move on to my next uh, guest, but before I let you go, uh, please let my guests know how they can reach you. Okay, this will be a little uh, bit of a mouthful, but anyone can email me It's Mary Pat. Push it all together: M A R Y P A T D A V I D S O N N D A V I D S at I'm also on Twitter at M P and you find me on LinkedIn Perfect Well so thank you so much uh, for being my guest here live at BBCon here in Nashville this is the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show uh, we're going to uh, have a, uh, a little word from Google apps so and we'll be back with our next guest
1: When you have a great idea and need to work with others to bring it to life how do you do it? Sometimes it's tough because The people you work with are in different places, with different schedules, using different devices. Google Apps lets you bring ideas to life with others. Here's how. Start with email that offers more. Gmail does more than send and receive emails. It connects people and lets you chat instantly while viewing a snapshot of your team's relevant activities and access to everything they shared with you. With Google Docs, there's only one version for everyone to work on. Share easily with the right people, without email attachments or compatibility hassles. And work together on the same Docs, at the same time, in a way that simply makes sense edit and interact easily with integrated social commenting. Google Calendar makes it easy to share schedules and find times to meet and schedule or update meetings with a few clicks. Everyone can't be in the same place at the same time, but Google Apps lets you work together from any place. With multi-way video chat, you'll feel like you're all in the same room. While screen sharing and integration with Google Docs lets you work with more people from anywhere, on any device, even on your mobile phone or tablet. Work with any team at any time, from any place, on any device. Google Apps. Work in the future, today. To learn more, go to google.com slash apps.
2: And we are back here live on the Nonprofit Coach Radio Show with our next guest. Tom Pate is Vice President for Cloud Transformation at BlackBot. For 25 years, um, he has been all about organizational transformation across both profit and nonprofit sectors. He is currently responsible for driving BlackBot's internal efforts become a cloud-oriented company. Of course, we uh, just heard from Mary Pat and excitement around NXC and the announcement there, which is all about moving into the cloud, Uh, and he also serves as board chair for the Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana Make-A-Wish chapter, so that's uh, quite admirable of you. Also joining us during this segment is uh, Tony Gord, who's BlackRock's chief financial officer and senior vice president of finance and administration, uh, he has served as chief financial officer at Blackbaud since November 2011, uh, and as you might expect, he's responsible for financial reporting and controls and all the things that run, April particularly fundraisers. So, gentlemen, uh, we are here live on the nonprofit coast, and our topic really is about strategy. Um, and we're hearing about all the great products, all the companies coming together, and how Blackbaud is really... Focused on helping nonprofits, regardless of size, be able to succeed in an ever changing world. Um, so we're going to start off um, actually uh, with Tom uh, to talk about this notion of uh, strategy. I don't think that immediately over to Tony, who's going to help us understand how do you speak this language to the FLS. Thanks, Dad. Um, we spent yesterday with about 200 of our friends here at the U. Just talking about the importance of strategy, our observation is that while you can have a great tool set, a great set of tools to enable your processes, enable your fundraising, which we of course believe we have a lot, and they're getting better as you heard very cut kind of talking about NXP, It's very important, perhaps equally, if not more important, to know where you're going as It's like driving a car, you knowing where we're gonna end up. And you're you're delivering random acts of fundraising or random acts of program delivery. So our message uh, along with the power of the technology is to know where you're going, have a strategy, understand the environment, understand the things that are important to you as a charity, to make sure that you and your board have thought through how to deliver those things, uh, manage those things, and have set out the three-year view. Too many charities, too many boards focus on next year, what we have to do next year in order to get this done. And that's important, right? Equally, if not more to understand what's happening over the three years. So have a strategy in place environment, think through the options, think through the five things you've got to do in order to deliver on that strategy, and then feed those into your budget process have that this year. Thanks, John, for the lead in there. We had a, a, an interesting discussion session, yes, I guess good questions today that we talked about strategies. We spent quite a bit of the time walking through I think the the precept of the of the discussion with the budget. That are, which can always be a pitfall and, and fun time for everybody. But we started out um, speaking of how do you make the budgeting cycle more effective. We spent part of the time going through the fact that, at Tom's point, building a long range strategy into that plan, and how you can utilize the resources you have built, which we know in this space are always limited. We seldom have we ever found that way, we have to resources. And we had a good discussion about building the strategy and plan, how to go about reallocating resources. Building an annual operating plan that delivers towards the goals that you've outlined in your long range plan and one So it's what you accomplish over the next three to five years as you said that the, that the environment's changing you, right? How people give is changing. The millennials coming up, them giving online and all the crowdfunding places. There's a lot going on all the more reason immediately because you have tools and solutions like we offer, but also how you practice your business. And we walked Strategy, those then result in budget, right, which is really kind of the result of your annual operating plans. And that you really need to revisit the metrics and goals you set for yourself throughout the year so that you don't wait until the end the year to realize your, your you're off front, right? so you can make quick adjustments. So, good discussions on that. Some interesting discussions on interactions that nonprofits have with the boards. Tom and I have. And one of the discussion topics we got into on that question was the fact that we should actually make certain that you manage the number you have, right? I think we had that of so the comments and of our sessions. We talked a lot about building retention, making sure that you're, that you're taking an advantage of the funds that you already have in house, right? that already support the organization. I think that goes with the CFO as well. And Tom knows this, for example, and I pushed on him, and I pushed on him, you have nurture those relationships. And I think CFOs are more different than, than you and any other individual giving to an organization. You have to pull parts, for but you have to see that you're actually adding value and say so the CFO, you talking to them. Uh, what is that mission you're delivering on, and how do you ensure the CFO that it's a big return on the investment? So more so than many, and you're seeing more and more with organizations, they want to know what return they're going not that I'm just going to give $10,000 in the but no, that $9,500 of that $10,000 is actually going to go in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really critical, not only for nurturing that relationship so they are giving the next year and get it built into their budget, it's right, and it becomes a referring gift, but also ensure that they understand what you're doing, right, that you need to think so carefully really about. It. So, Smith, regarding that language, said maybe it's an Natural or say it's another language. Speaking of GoodCom, right, um, um, it is very, very basic, but I find on, on our show this comes up quite a bit. Just the basic concept of what we're in the cloud, and you speak, And you are in charge of moving that log in that direction. Uh, so how do you tell know that story? And how do you make sure everyone's careful and all of my listeners? Understand why is that a value and why should that have to be a new scary? Thanks, Dad. And um, there are actually lots of people in charge of the department like in that direction here. So we're moving our product in that direction, we're not abandoning our uh, on premise users, but we're moving our products in that direction, we're moving our services we're moving our in that direction, we're moving our products in that direction. Uh, the cloud is it's actually more up to the ability to do talk about that, but the cloud is really more of a movement than a specific thing. The cloud is, of course, as Mike mentioned this morning, the uh, the way you deliver services now uh, is Google, it's my checkbook, it's LinkedIn, it's all those things. And the nonprofit industry has been fairly close to it that you're seeing an acceleration. A lot of benefits. everybody hears about it, but what you don't hear about is the multiple multiple small rockers where somebody broke into a store and took okay. that, when you actually look at the price, it's a bigger, it's way bigger. You don't hear about, now if I just extend that to the number of times something is dropped, lost, some copy gets filled in the server and all the data disappears, all that stuff suggests that it is infinitely better for you to have somebody who's really good Take care of them. And should you kick the tire for the security? Absolutely, you should kick the tire for the security. Should you kick our tires on that? Absolutely, you should. I would expect nothing less. But to believe that it's not safer in one place that's managed with discussion all around all the times, as opposed to your office or a desk, um, you're really not paying those attention. Certainly, um, guys with a long technical degree. I don't up in lots of detail, um, but uh, yeah. you have to be really on a We're very, very interested in making sure that the data that our business is safe. Yeah, and I think the concept that you, that you brought up that, you know, I think not give the most nonprofits, uh, to smaller got, non-profits. But even larger nonprofits. as I was just talking to Mary Pat, we don't organization but so, the fundraising development the art department is usually at the far end of the region before they get any kind of support. So having a company like Blackbaud that is so dedicated on making the technology easier, making it less likely to have that amount of information in your operation, really is a big really And uh, You said it can be a budget saver. Uh, so, we're going to go back to uh, our resident expert here in uh, Lots change of changes have happened the last several years. Lots of new companies are waiting to hold. Um, how is all of that coming together? Well, it's certainly exciting, as you can see here, with some of the announcements on our legacy products, for Edge, NXT, and Financial Edge, NXT, Blackbox, Sierra, and, and a lot of stuff going on. Legacy products. The, some really the really compelling things think about on recent acquisitions is the expansion that you get that really big cycle it makes a lot of 812 specs and the world, uh, acquisition, which is in Graves and a couple months ago. It's the first time in, in many years acquisitions done recently with the development micro edge has been focused on non-fundraising acquisition So it's, it's really near adjacency leaf will expand. Functionality of products that we have. It's interesting on Google Hills is also the components from Google Hills, which is the largest front How do you interact with kids and parents and sports and all of those pieces? And coupling company is now integrating with what we always had BlackRock on the back end of the school, raised races and funding all these pieces. So I think it gives a much more robust solution now for K 12s. MicroEdge gives us a more we're hopeful over the years what will happen is we'll take the fundraising side of the organization to be following such a good partnership and couple that now with the foundation side of the foundation. It should be exciting. and I expect more of our efforts the will be focused on those kind of newer basics and future functionality and getting a We're going to just take a very quick break here, and then we'll be back with Tom and Tony to wrap up the show uh, today. Absolutely, we'll to be right back.
3: Every day, millions of people are online, many of whom want to help, volunteer, and donate to a good cause. Nonprofit organizations can use many Google tools to reach potential donors around the world and raise more money. And as an approved nonprofit, it doesn't cost a thing. It's all free. Google Grants helps you promote your website with free advertising on Google.com through the AdWords program. With Google AdWords, you create ads and choose words or phrases related to your nonprofit organization. When people search on Google using one of your phrases, your ad will appear next to the Google search results under the Sponsored Links section. AdWords allows you to target certain geographic areas, dates, and times of day for your ads to appear. YouTube for Nonprofits is another tool that can boost donations to your organization. The program offers a number of perks that get your message out there and drive viewers to take action and donate. You can list your organization on YouTube's nonprofit channel and add call-to-action overlays on your videos to drive viewers to donate. Need help analyzing your website traffic and marketing effectiveness? Google Analytics is a free tool that will give you rich insight and help you increase the number of people that visit and donate to your site. Google Analytics can be invaluable to many people in your organization, such as development directors, marketing staff, and your web team. There are many other tools that can help you reach more donors and raise funds, like Google Checkout, where you can process credit card donations with no transaction fee. Google Sites, to create a free website, and Website Optimizer, where you can figure out the best landing pages to turn site visitors into donors. To get started, apply for Google for Nonprofits today.
0: Remember, our podcasts and archives are always available 24 hours a day at TEDheart.com. Click on radio links. If you're listening live today, the phone lines are open. Call in and ask a question by dialing 347-324-3080. Now back to the nonprofit coach with Ted Hart.
2: And we are back here. We're just going to wrap up uh, with Tom, Kate, and Tony Moore, uh, gentlemen. I just want to, to give you an opportunity to uh, have one last uh, comment to send our guests and maybe Tom uh, away with, and also make sure that our guests know how to meet you. So we'll start with time. Thank you, Ted. In keeping with the theme, but, uh, I would urge our guests on your show to be lots of things I encourage them to do as opposed to in keeping with our theme, I encourage them to make sure that you challenge your board, challenge your leadership, take a leadership stance on developing a strategy. So strategy is not something that sits on the shelf, something that should be a little document, it should be part of what provides your operating plan, and if you don't have one, you've to see what we supposed to do, there's a moment where say they uh, they're going to have a movie value and you don't have one, you one. You don't have a clear strategy that articulates where the organization should be in the next three years, then you really need to get one another. Let me illustrate that for you. Um, and that's you should consider the things that have to happen in order to achieve it. So I'll illustrate that for you. in can how the effect chapter. We ran about hatred, which is a year. And we know still have enough to but We also know that's so, a whole of people who share it for a right. year. That'd be about 1,500. So if we are content year after year to say, well, 800 plus 5%, we'll think it's worth it. So Instead, you have to say, okay, what are we going to do this now? And that process questions and things are doing. It's bringing up a lot for you. It causes us to invest in somebody who has gotten so close to the hospital. We have lots of wishes. You've got to have lots of kids who will be the to wish. You've got to have wishes coming in. Now, have you just sat around the room giving everybody plus 5% Forward, right? So you 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 just take forever, but by strategically thinking through that, by finding the key investment best we had to say that why we would and it clarified it actually answer a whole bunch of questions the bolted made all the questions of where are we going to put our money for the next two years they just go away. moments I promise you Jeff that Jeff, I understand that he's late um, so <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm gonna give Jeff a few moments I promise that the Rick is was going to step in and pinch uh, it here with a really we had guests. Um so Jeff introduce yourself tell us a little bit uh, Fundraisers because they need the money and they don't think internally, they don't. I want one deal more with having the person really understandable. What's of going to raise? I'm like, oh, to the
0: to the nonprofit coach radio show with Ted Hart. Tell all your friends to check out our production schedule and download our iPod and iPad friendly podcast at tedhart.com. Thanks for listening to the Nonprofit Coach. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office.